1: Hello there and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars The Bad Batch episode reunion. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and joining me as always, my faithful co-host, uh, the, the illustrious Joe Hogan. Every <laughs> I, week. Have, Every week. I
0: have no witty response this week, not that I normally do, but I definitely don't have one this week.
1: I'm going to beat you down, I'm gonna I'm going to wear you down, and eventually you're just going to accept it. And,
0: hey, and we'll that consent on. is, uh, is sexy, Mike. <laughs> I really appreciate that.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and of course, uh, also the altitudinous Kyle
2: Avery. I, I accept my altitude in this.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. I man, what an episode. What an yeah. episode. Um, I've been looking
2: forward to talking with you guys on this one. And
1: mm-hmm. I, I so, so good. I, that here's here's the thing here's the thing about this dang tv show all right it is so consistently good i am just waiting for the other shoe to drop like sooner or later they gotta release a stinker right like 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 I don't even. I can't. I can't compare it to anything because it's like when I, I'm like looking for a comparison to an episode of The Mandalorian. But to be perfectly honest, I love every episode of The Mandalorian as well. So, I, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Like, like it. If the show runs for long enough, eventually we got to get a sunny day in the void. But, uh, but, but, right now, like, it just every week is something new that uh that is worth talking about that is exciting that is fun um that's that's making us think about star wars in a new way and uh yeah man it just like they're just they're just nailing it like on 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 all levels and i'm just blown away by the show like like I, i i did not expect them to do half of the things that they did in this one um and uh yeah, I don't know. I, how about you guys? You guys feeling the same?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, like you said, it's just been consistently good every week, and I've talked about how a little bit for me, like it's been, um, I don't know, I won't say a slow build, but like this early in the season, it kind of felt like they were still putting pieces in place, and so like I was enjoying every episode, but it wasn't quite like blowing me away yet, or there weren't like those big moments that you couldn't wait to get on the show and talk about, or that really had everybody buzzing. Like it's felt like it was still kind of laying the groundwork for it to then build on that stuff and have the big surprise reveals and the big emotional climaxes and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like then that started, we started getting to the payoffs instead of just the setups last week when Wrecker went off with the chip and Rex showed up and everything. But then this one, I mean, this was like the first episode, maybe since the finale, where I was like, holy crap, I cannot wait to get on Rebel Cells and talk about this. Um, and like I said, I, I've enjoyed every episode so far, but this was just another level of uh, just excitement and hype and and driving, you know, really kind of pushing the the story forward now.
0: Yeah, every every single episode of the show, I've, I, I know I've said it before, every single episode makes me want to play with my Star Wars action figures. And it makes it all the more frustrating when uh, they only release a few of them at a time. Hasbro, where's I mean, my Echo? Where's my Where's my Hunter? Yeah. Not Hunter. Uh, uh, Wrecker and and Tech. Come on.
1: I really miss the uh, the 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 Clone Wars. That early Clone Wars era where it was like there was like a new wave of like eight figures every. And yeah, they, they were only the three and three quarter inch, but, but there's a new wave of them mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. like three or four months. Um, and, and there was always like a new, a new clone commander and some clones. And, uh, I mean like they just kept repainting those clones over and over and over again, but I literally, I have a bucket and it's just cause for every, for every Jedi that I bought, I would buy two clones to go with it. I, uh, uh, in those early days in like 2008, 2009. And so I just have like this bucket that that Cara and Cassie will inherit uh, pretty soon. Actually, probably Carl get
0: that. I was hoping to inherit it, but okay. (laughs) I'll (laughs) talk to them.
1: I I you're not you're just not as cute as them. Sorry, Joe. I mean,
0: Uh, I've been cold worse. (laughs) You're pretty cute, but thank you. I appreciate that.
1: I but yeah, I I I wish that we were getting that same treatment with the bad batch but i don't like this is the thing is that hasbro with the quality with the three and three quarter inch stuff has gone down so much since that it
0: really has yeah
1: they even if they did like they they won't because they did it for uh resistance and no one bought those figures Mm. but the problem is that like nobody was watching resistance.
0: Yeah, of course,
1: because resistance didn't look like a star Wars show because there was nothing recognizable in it. Right. Uh, and, and because the, the color palette was so out there compared to most star Wars that like, if you were watching Disney XD and it came on, like, unless it was one of the previews that had Poe Dameron and BB eight in it, it (laughs) was like, what is this? And that's, that's why BB eight is in the whole first season. Right before before they get rid of them but like that 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 show is just so like unrecognizably star wars at a glance that that I think that it just never caught on and it never it never um got it got the audience of star wars fans so the so nobody bought the figures so because of that I think Hasbro went well we're not going to do figures for bad batch which was such a miscalculation of like come on guys like do, like like it was such a no-brainer of uh bringing back the the clone trooper helmet card back but make it hunter's helmet right like make mm, it the bad Batch yeah. helmet and, and 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 do a whole wave right like i mean who, who wouldn't who wouldn't buy all s- six main characters like like instantly Like, I, I think i think every one of us would buy them right i'd now, buy that yeah. whole
0: line honestly
1: yeah yeah obviously like 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 but 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 like that like that core group like like the the bad batch and and uh and and crosshair and omega Mm. would just be like Mm. i have to own these i must own these (laughs) right and you're like and then eventually if i find one i'll get a sid and i'll get a (laughs) get a poncho rex uh which which i we didn't talk about it technically on the episode last week but before we recorded you had you were because we were like there's no news so you were like well there is like this rumor because like people are looking at the side of this action figure package um because the the black series figures now have
0: like a Art little that lines up yeah like a little film, like a little interlocking time. thing or whatever yeah.
1: right when you put all the, the packages next to each other and, uh, and, and there's like a, the corner of a poncho arm <laughs> and people were like, it's
0: totally Rex.
1: And, uh,
0: and like a I day like, yeah. later that they announced yeah. it and then yeah. a day later it went up for pre-order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so yeah. Poncho Rex Rex now with Poncho. Uh, I got him. I got him
0: and Imperial Crosshair. I managed to snag one of each. Uh, i very excited, but I want my Echo. Where's Echo?
1: Yeah. I... Because they are, I think they did. They did also announce a three and three quarter one of the the Rex with Poncho, but he's like part of a set, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and that one's the real cash grab because it's like it's very clearly uh, like not even a (laughs) repainted figure, but just like a reissued figure. Yeah, with uh, just with the Poncho (laughs) Um, and a couple of other clone commanders, I think. Um, But anyways, and the and the one elite trooper, right? The Mm. one elite. clone trooper not not clone trooper there's the the what will be stormtroopers um anyways we do actually have some news this week huh? surprisingly okay. for the first time i think nice. all season really. <laughs> uh we have episode titles for all of the episodes in july so we don't have an episode title for the next one but but we do have them uh starting the episode after and going all all through july and then we don't have the titles for the last two uh which are in august but uh here they are uh, so in in two weeks we'll have common ground uh after that devil's deal and then rescue on ryloth uh infested and then war mantle um so I mean like I think that this actually does give us a little bit of an idea of of, of sort of the way that the the season's gonna gonna play out um to a certain degree but uh c- certainly with war mantle being the last one there i think that is very clearly a build-up to the season finale mm. um the last two episodes v- very possible right now everybody's got it like imdb Wikipedia, everybody has it listed as two episodes uh, like episode 15 episode 16 on separate weeks so I think maybe we'll see those as, as, as one thing, but, um, I like we could get, we could get a, a, a double sized finale, but they might, they might just do the final episode. That 16th episode might just be a 45 minute or, 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 uh, I mean like, cause what are they, they, they generally run about 26, right? So like 45 to, to like 50 minute, maybe 52 minutes. Um, If Mandalorian is any indication, that's probably what we're looking at for the final episode. But
2: but we'll see. Um, Well, and heck, the first episode was what like seventy or something. So
1: yeah, the first episode was clearly three episodes uh, fused together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I so yeah, it's it's actually kind of funny to think. I mean, like we're we're at the halfway point, but um, having these titles kind of makes it feel like oh, we're actually. We're actually gonna be done pretty quick. It's almost July and then we'll go through July and then we halfway through August and then we're done. Uh and then we gotta wait theoretically until December. But Star Wars Visions is supposed to be this year. Um and oh I oh, yeah, we are getting a we are getting a first look at that um uh, first week of July during what is it anime expo I think
2: mm-hmm.
1: um they're doing yeah. a, they're doing a a panel that I believe will be live streamed that cool. that uh, that we'll all be able to watch. Uh, I wonder
0: if they'll actually show the trailer because a lot of these panels are like, "Oh, we're gonna black it out now for everyone I, yeah, who's yeah, not here." Yeah, yeah. We, yeah.
1: Um, no, they can't do that because nobody's there. <laughs> it's oh, not is the it? It's right. all I think, online. I think, oh, okay, cool. I think oh, it's please, I think it's good. online only. Yeah. All right. Um, awesome. I. Uh, but yeah, so I, I do think, I think we're going to get a first look and I think we're probably going to get our lineup of um, uh, uh, creatives involved because Star Wars Visions is going to be an anthology series, right? Uh, anime, different anime creators coming in and doing uh, doing little episodes. Uh, I, I think that everybody needs to Temper their expectations on this one. I think it will look very cool. I think there will be some really rad stuff in it. I think it's going to be worthwhile. I think it's going to be closer to a Forces of Destiny or uh, 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 Galaxy of Adventures than it is to a Clone Wars Rebels. Yeah, Bad yeah. It, this these isn't are not be
0: like full.
1: There's not going episode, to be a story. I think. There's, they're not going to be 24 minutes. They will probably be 15 minutes at the longest. I guarantee you that one of them clocks in under seven minutes. I guarantee <laughs> it. And it's, and there's no dialogue. It's just music and sound effects. And it's probably Mace Windu doing something that is ridiculous. Um, that's my guess. I'm gonna go, and it's, and maybe by the creators of uh, uh, Samurai Champloo or something. I don't know. Uh, I, but I, uh, yeah, like. That that's I think I think that everybody kind of needs to, to to temper expectations on that one. This is not Star Wars anime. This like not this is not Star Wars the anime, right? It is. It's gonna be like like that Star Wars Visions book, uh, if if anybody remembers that that was like,
0: absolutely. I love that book. It's an
1: amazing book, and it's full of like these beautiful. Uh, just like some of them are just like individual pages and then some of them like, like famously the Darth Maul, uh, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. story that, that actually ended to, ends up getting adapted into star Wars rebels. Um, I, which was a little bit more of a comic, but I, yeah, so I, I, th- I think that's what it's going to be more like there. These are going to be kind of just, uh, d- like short short form animations uh maybe with with some light story no doubt there will be at least one that's like uh that, that's like three different anime stuck together but with like a framing device around it of people telling a story because they did that they, they did that for a batman one uh and they did that in the animatrix and it's like every time any anybody does one of these like anthology anime like like western story being made into an anime thing there's always at least one of these where it's like where it's like three kids hanging around and they're all talking about a star war and then and then each of their stories is animated slightly different um, so yeah i that's that these are my expectations i will be happy if that's what we get and you know maybe we'll get maybe we'll get something a little bit more uh, i planned out but but i think i think what they want to do is they want to just like get the best of the best in anime and just say like, go just like, I'm expecting
0: a love death and robots, but star Wars for sure.
1: For sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I've broken a promise. I said on Twitter that from now on, I would only refer to this as the star Wars Japanimation. And, (laughs) uh, and I forgot until just now Uh that I was going to do that. But uh, Hmm. so I've ruined my own bit and I regret it. I'm regret to inform everybody. But,
0: well, uh, I'll I'll quickly segue uh into a question for you guys. It's it's kind of unrelated, but you know, sort of related because of all the Disney plus stuff. I don't expect it to happen anytime soon, but I'm curious if you guys think we will ever see any of these shows, so like The Mandalorian or Bad Batch or even season seven of Clone Wars, do you guys think we'll ever get physical media of that? So stuff? They,
1: they just announced that the Marvel ones are not getting physical media okay oh interesting so, so that tells me we are not getting physical that media. sucks man i hate that Wars. it's just,
0: it's just oh, the
1: last here's the thing here's the Ugh, thing hate it. never say never we'll get these things eventually we're I in it so. we're in a we're in a state right now where disney plus has to be very careful about how they make this stuff available mm-hmm. because the point is to drive subscribers yeah of course they're they're not at the point that netflix is at yet right where like we all just have netflix right like you got you you got to pay for your electricity you got to pay for your internet you got to pay for your netflix or somebody somebody does and maybe you you share the account which like like go for it that like be be punk as hell and i i share share passwords and whatever i don't care but but the point being that like like we all are uh, we've all accepted that like somebody's got to have an hbo max somebody's got to have a netflix somebody's got to have a hulu and then we can all share it around for to like the max number of uh uh, uh, accounts or whatever of of users on a a thing right um and and with disney plus they're not there yet um I think that I think for 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 people like us, they are. It's like I'm not canceling my Disney Plus. Like, mm-hmm. I'll it, it will take me so long to burn through all of the content on Disney Plus, especially in Canada because we have the the um, the Star stuff as well. So like I, like all of the Alien movies are on there, all of the Predator Ooh. movies, uh, oh, like man. all of the Planet of the Apes stuff, except for the animated series and live action TV series. But I expect that they'll add them eventually. I like like so much stuff is on is on Disney plus in Canada Um, and that's like not even talking about just like the Disney content that's there Um, but it's not quite at that level yet of like I cannot live without this and the stuff that you have to have Disney plus for is stuff like the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett coming up and and uh, Bad Batch and The Marvel stuff so they're going to act right now for the foreseeable future like hey we're not ever going to put this stuff out but guarantee when when they get to that point where they have and they've probably got a number they probably have like a like a metric that they're looking at that they're going like okay we've reached like we've reached the tipping point this is this is you know the 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 saturation level at which like we're not we're probably not going to exceed this um like like this is what what it's going to be and when they hit that level they will look at other ways to monetize that content and that will be physical copies prestige format physical copies of of things so mandalorian probably not until the series is done i would imagine um which, which might actually mean the way that they've talked about it might actually mean until all of the series are done. And then I could see them putting out, uh, whatever the format is at that point in time, but some sort of like prestige, uh, uh collectors set that is like, here's all of it. Mando book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, whatever they call the movie that, that ties this all together at the end. Right. Like, like all, all of those stories coming together, like it'll it'll be a thing, and and you'll be able to just like own the whole the whole series in the same way that they've done the the Infinity Saga box set for for uh, the MCU, and they just did the the Skywalker Saga box set, right? With all nine Well, films, I hope with all. I hope uh,
0: Clone Wars and Bad Batch at least get that kind of treatment, even if it's not everything yeah. together. It's tough like, with Clone Wars, it, right? It, Clone Wars is bothering me. I'm like, oh yeah. man, I have everything on my shelf, but this last you, season,
1: you know, you know, what will determine Clone Wars uh, sooner rather than later is whether or not there are 4K versions of the of the first six seasons. Because mm. it, if mm. if well, I mean, was was season seven in 4K? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 So mm. if if they can do 4K masters of the whole thing. I could see them putting out a 4k Blu-ray box set and going like the, for the first time ever, you can own this all in 4k. Um, And that, that would be really cool. It would look awful. (laughs) (laughs) Having just gone back and and rewatched the clone Wars movie, beefing that thing up into 4k, like, like, Oh boy. Wow. Even, even crisper uh, uh, bloom effects on everything uh yeah season one of the clone wars the movie in particular it's like oh boy like early days guys but we're talking about now you know 12 almost 13 years ago so i i coming up on 13 years actually pretty quick wow i oh like tech moves fast right no wonder Mm -hmm. it looks as good as it does now i mean like this episode of bad batch was chef's kiss uh so good so so good um but yeah, I don't know. I, I, we'll, we will see this stuff eventually. Uh, the the question, the question I will hope, be, yeah. what does physical look like at that point in time? Because mm. um, you know, like it might be at a certain point, it might be a, a stick. <laughs> 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 like, because I, because I, I don't think that we're gonna get discs past 4K Blu-rays. I, I think that whatever is next, it's like they're not gonna spinning disc drives is not the wave of the future um but having having so- owning something physical does still make sense of like i want to have this um and i could see them how cool would it be to get a box set of all of the book of boba fett and or sorry all of the, the mandalorian stuff with like book of boba fett and everything and like all of season one of the the Mandalorian is on a Beskar like a, like basically a USB drive that looks like a Beskar (laughs) ingot. Right. Hmm. Um, And then like, what would season two be? I don't know. Like uh, uh, what, what, what was in season two that was shaped like a, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe you just get a, uh, what, what's that thing? A, a Camton. What, what do they call it? Cantono. Cantono. Yeah. Cantono. Yeah. Like that's the, like this is what you're getting is you're getting a Cantono and every season is just a USB drive shaped like a best car. <laughs> <thing> <laughs> it. And you're like, and it
2: opens up the way that it does in the show and all that. That would be pretty freaking cool. Yeah. yeah even, I if they, even if they did it as just, and you're, you know, you're talking if like it gets to the point where they're all just on thumb drives or something, but even if they were, um, Discs, you know, something. still yeah. on 4K discs. If you just did like a, a sort of set of steel books, and each steel book was, you know, the case yeah. looked like Beskar on the outside, that'd yeah. be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and I mean, they have
2: like the season numbers engraved into it, or something like that.
1: It's, it's, it's probably silly to try and predict what that's going to look like because God knows what the technology is going to be, but. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to own physical stuff for these things. I, I'm at the point with the Marvel movies where like I don't know, like do I do I keep going past the Infinity saga? Like like I guess I already have technically with uh with uh Far From Home, but but you know, like with this next phase, if they're not even gonna put the you know, WandaVision and, and Loki and stuff like that on on physical media then it's not like like it, the, the collector in me is like what was yeah, the, the point? completionist right mm-hmm. like the collector in me honestly says like i should probably just get rid of all of the ones that i've got and replace the whole set with the infinity saga 4k set right like because because most of the ones that i have are, are are just regular blu-ray but yeah i don't know I don't have an answer for you, Joe, other than the stuff that I just said.
0: Which <laughs> other ones? than we hope so.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to get into the episode? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Episodes.
2: What else you got? Give me more! Hyperdrive's online.
0: Cross that, take the towers. How many are there?
2: Five of them.
0: That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. My name's Amiga. The Clone Wars have ended. You can either adapt and survive, or die with the past. Now, it's time for
1: the Rebel Cells. Good soldiers follow orders. Episode Recap. Alrighty, uh, the Bad Batch reunion directed by Stuart Lee, uh, supervising director Brad Rau, and written by Christian Taylor. Uh, here we go. Crosshair reports in to Admiral Rampart and Prime Minister Lama Su. He tells them that scrappers on Braca reported a power surge aboard a Jedi cruiser. The work of Clone Force 99. Though Lama Su suggests that they be returned alive, Rampart gives the order to terminate. Back on Bracca, Wrecker teaches Omega how to disarm an explosive before they're recalled to the cruiser. On the way, Echo realizes they're being watched. They give chase, and Wrecker grabs onto the speeder as it takes off. He eventually falls, but Echo stuns the driver shortly after. Uh, these poor these poor scrappers, <laughs> they really didn't... They, they, they bit off more than they get you. This, this is more than they bargained for, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like, I hope, I hope that they were safe somewhere on that cruiser as, uh, it just erupted into chaos later on, <laughs> but, uh, uh, these, these poor guys, I'm glad that Cal was not with them. No Cal. Yeah, Kestis. true. No Cal cast confirmed. Uh, uh, what, what did I you, mean, guys I mean, I don't, guys? Yeah, go ahead. I don't think,
2: I don't think Cal would have gone along with like ratting people out to the empire anyways. Then again, they're clones, so I don't know how he would have felt in that situation. Mm. But. Good question.
0: But good clones question. also yeah. on the run from the Empire.
2: Yeah, but he wouldn't necessarily know that. He wouldn't know that. Well,
0: why would he bother reporting them if he didn't know that?
1: That's a good point as yeah, well. Yeah, I
2: guess that's true. How did those scrappers know that the Empire was looking for them in the first place? You know what? I think we need to stop
1: this line of questioning. uh, (laughs) The Cal
0: Kestis question that never was since he was not in the episode.
1: I, 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 I loved this, this moment at the beginning with Omega and, uh, and wrecker um, him teaching her how to uh, uh, disassemble and disarm uh, an explosive a field explosive i and i love the thing of like there could be there could be ordinance all over the place like you got to be careful um and it's all this is all a setup for later on in the episode which i love i, I it's it's a great chekhov's gun that they set up here um but i also love the, the like this this faux suspense moment of like three two one and then it's just a smoke just a smoke mm-hmm. bomb. And he's like, you didn't think I'd give you live ordinance, did you? Like, come on. Yeah, he's um, like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> and this is like crazy evil laugh. And it's um, like
0: the, his eyes like kind of Google outwardly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> thing that I love the most about it is that I think that we've all kind of pegged Wrecker as an idiot up until really like last week when once the chip activated, it was like he's not an idiot. He just, he just likes to do stupid things, right? Mm -hmm. Like he just, he just has a penchant for, for making bad decisions, but he is actually just as smart as, as any of the clones, I think. Um, Or, or at least has the capacity for it. It's just like here we see him in his element with explosives and he's, he's very much uh, uh, in control of the situation, which I really liked seeing that side of him because it gave us, this extra level of depth to Wrecker that that I think was missing. That, and this is the stuff that like, when we talk about the Clone Wars arc with the Bad Batch that I was like, I don't understand how this character can be part of a TV show. He's so one note, right? Um, Wrecker smash. He's the Hulk without Bruce Banner. Right. But then here we go. We see, we've seen this other side of him that he is, the most in tune with his feelings out of the group of them. Um, And he is also like the closest in, in sort of uh, emotional, uh, not maturity, but just like sort of emotional temperament to Omega, to a child. So he's like this good bridge between the other troopers and, and, and Omega. And he, I think the coolest thing is that he's actually like, she doesn't know how to be a kid. Right. But wrecker is a big kid. So the two of them always like constantly being off on their own, getting their mantel mix or 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 doing this. It's like this is giving uh, giving Omega the 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 sibling that she's never had, right? Like that that experience of of an older sibling uh, to help her get into trouble. Um, I just I just love the way that they've developed that, but still at the same time, it's like Wrecker is still Wrecker, like he he is still a very capable soldier. And they've balanced that so well um, without ever having to say any of it because the writers on this show are operating on another level. I mean, like, like I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. The writing on Bad Batch this season so far has been better than the writing on season two of Mandalorian. And I like season two of the Mandalorian. Like I'm not, I'm not like dogging on Mandalorian in that way. It's just like season two of Mando felt like, John Favreau kind of checking off a bunch of boxes and going like, Oh, we got to introduce this character here. We got to do this here. And like, like it feels that way. It's a little clunky in that sense. Whereas like anybody that's showed up on bad batch so far, all of the characterization, all of the, the like, Hey, here's the, here's the state of the galaxy stuff. All of it feels natural and organic. None of it has felt like, like oh that why is it why is that character showing up why would they do that why 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 were they there so uh yeah uh, it, it, they've ju- they've been they've just been doing such a good job I'm 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 gushing at this point but uh, and rambling a little bit but but yeah I I love that that scene for that it's such a great way to open the episode yeah
2: and, it and
0: was he, also cool kind of to uh your point before that wrecker wasn't so you know, one note all along. I, this is going to sound like such a weird thing to be happy about. But the fact that echo said, we, you know, we got eyes on us we're being watched and record doesn't immediately Hulk smash. He's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to bide time with, I, I don't know why. I just really appreciated that. He also, mm-hmm. he,
1: he, he, is he the one that tells Omega to just like act casual? Like, like just, just, just pretend like there's nothing. Cause I, one of them says Maybe. that whether it, I don't remember who was echo or record, but one of them does say, and, and I feel like maybe it was record that was just like, Oh, just, just keep moving. Right. Um, yeah, it, 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 man, it went from, it went from like casual goofing off tone to clone wars action in <laughs> like a heartbeat. It was so but the transition was so natural um it just yeah and then and then the episode like didn't it didn't slow down from there it only it only ramped up further and further and further all the way to the end to like when we get to the to these fi- the final scenes where all of a sudden it just the pacing was so good because it was just like action 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 how are they going to get out of this how are they going to get out of this suspense suspense and then we get to the final scene and it just like stopped dead in its tracks with that we'll talk about it when we get there a little bit more but like that that long shot that extreme wide of like oh boy what's gonna happen um so so good uh joe you want to go continue with the next one
0: sure thing later hunter has an idea they'll take weapons from the cruiser for sid which should clear their debt but tech counters that the intel from the ship's central system could be even more valuable they search the great vessel, and Reka and Omega soon stumble upon a cache of proton torpedoes. Meanwhile, Tech suggests to Hunter that if they left with Rex, they wouldn't owe Sid at all. And there was also, like, that cool little moment where Echo is just kind of like, you know, uh, we're soldiers. What else is there for us other than, you know, that path that, that Rex went down? Um, and it, it kind of, like, briefly goes back to the question that I guess we haven't really visited since we last saw Cut and Sue like what is there for Omega exactly like yeah she has this Mm. this place with them she's part of the team but really what does that mean for her what does that mean for the rest of them what are they going to be doing from now on are they always going to be mercenaries are they always going to be you know are they going to be at Sid's mercy for the rest of their lives like what is it that they're working towards to get rid of that debt with, with Sid what's next for them um and it was cool that it was just like hey yeah here's a reminder we're pretty lost we're still figuring it out and i just i don't know what it was i just i really liked that moment um and i also really loved the moment with uh omega and uh wrecker wrecker was trying to pull the door down and and omega just pushes the button (laughs) and that's classic omega right like i don't have to kill the uh the monster, what's, what's just give him the flashlight? You know what I mean. Like she's always yeah. thinking outside the box. Okay, we don't
2: have to do it this way. We could just do it this way. It's much easier. Um, but also, a typical wrecker being like, yeah, just his first first instinct is how do I <laughs> pull this down, bust this open? And she's like, push the button, dummy. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
1: Joe, can I request some fan art? Uh, oh yeah, please. I, what do you I, need? I, I need, I need, I need wrecker. As wreck it Ralph and Omega as Fix it
2: Felix. Ah, oh, I oh, love it. <laughs> I was gonna say Omega as uh, Vanellope, but
1: oh yeah, no, that makes more sense. Omega as Vanellope, and then and then Echo in the background as as Fix it or Tech. All right, um, I like it. Yeah, there we go. We can we can figure this out. We can map it. Map okay, it. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, no, that's a, yeah, it is a very good point. Uh, uh, Vanellope would be much better.
2: No, yeah, that is a perfect comparison for yeah. the relationship. I yeah. love it. Do
1: it. You got to draw it now. I did, <laughs> I did the, the bad, the
2: turtles. So I'm you, writing you it know. down right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kyle, you want to, you want to keep going?
2: Yeah. Um, on the bridge, Tech successfully locates the ship's data, but Omega notices a blinking light, which Tech confirms is a proximity sensor. Suddenly, a small group of shuttles arrives. It's the Empire, Tech says. Meanwhile, Nala Se meets with Lama Su. The Empire's aggressive action on Braca troubles the Prime Minister. I will have to call upon further assistance, he says. All that matters is returning Omega intact. Um, and this was a cool scene because, first of all, we basically get confirmation that uh, the Kaminoans were the ones who hired Fennec Shand um, to track down Omega because they're talking about... Um, you know, Lama Su says he, he'll have to bring in further assistance and Nala say says, you know, we already have somebody handling that. Um, and of course, the only person other than the Empire that we've seen trying to hunt down Omega is, uh, is Fennec Shand. But then the fact that, um, that Lama Su's like, yeah, I don't care. You know, it's kind of implied. He's like, I don't care if there's friction between the bounty hunters or if are double crossing or not paying somebody or whatever. Like, as long as one of these bounty hunters brings the young clone back intact, uh, that's all that we're concerned about. And so I don't know if you guys caught on and I don't know if we want to, you know, jump to the big surprise yet, but my mind was already going there as far as what other bounty hunters we could see because this is heavily implying like, oh, so they're going to mm. be having more bounty hunters than just spending yeah. going after. And I was like, I, I was like, Boba? Yeah, but he's still only like 14 at this point. And I was like, they're not about to spring Cad Bane on us, are they? <laughs> um, so there was a really cool setup that I was not necessarily expecting to pay off in this episode. I thought this scene... On its own was just kind of interesting and an interesting development in the whole, um, you know, kind of subplot of like bounty hunters coming after Omega and what are the Cam and Owens up to. And so this definitely like nudged that forward. And then most of the rest of the episode was all the the drama going on on the ship with Crosshair and everything. But then the fact that this scene happened this early in the episode, you got to a point later on where I'm like, wait, is a bounty hunter going to show up in the middle of all this? But I definitely was not expecting the big you know, the, the payoff that we got to be as uh, as impactful as it was. But it was a cool setup right here.
0: Yeah, my head went to Embo because, mm. I mean, first of all, he's he's one of Dave's favorite. I mean, I know Dave is not like super involved, like as involved in the series, but I don't know why my head just went to Embo. And I think I had the thought, well, it can't be Cad Bane because I think he was killed off in that animatic that maybe they'll revisit someday, um, that old like, uh, unfinished Clone Wars episode reel that they had uh, shown at Celebration a few years ago, um, where obviously now is uh, is not canon. All the other ones were canon-ish, uh, yeah. but then Clone Wars Season 7 was actually finished and things were changed and all that stuff. So it kind of left that scene in a nebulous space of, well, is this what happened? Will we see this someday? Are they ever going to adapt this and tell that story? Um so I guess that didn't happen. I guess Cad Bane was not killed by Boba Fett and maybe Cad B- I mean maybe it did and we'll find out in Book of Boba Fett and he'll be live action later on who knows. Um but I, because of that I was like no I think he's dead because of that animatic. I think it's going to be Yembo and then forgot about it until obviously you know we saw dead dead clone troopers all over the uh, Marauder later on. But
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I mean like I, I yeah I think we all were doing like the mental checklist of like who could this <laughs> possibly be and I I don't know I I don't know why but my mind first went to Aura Singh mm, I I'm, I'm not sure why cool. but I, I, just a just a thing of like I think I think because I was like oh well, we've seen her in the clone wars already right like we've seen her in that
0: style and it's been a while I don't know when was when it's was been the a last while episode like thing, right? season 3 I think right that assassination yeah. attempt on Padme um,
1: yeah. So
2: yeah, I think that was the last time.
1: I don't know. Like, and 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 and, and I mean, like, obviously, this isn't. I, I don't, I don't think that we're done seeing bounty hunters in this world. Like, I think that we're gonna see a lot of bounty hunters throughout the entire series of, of, uh, of Bad Batch. So, um, so there's there's still opportunity for that to happen. I I depending on how long the series goes, it could be cool to see to see Lando Calrissian at some point and maybe see aura sing in relation to that as like a mm. lead into, to, to what we uh, heard tell of in solo. Um, I, cause how, how old would Lando be right now? Cause Lando's a little bit older than Han, right? <clears throat> like he's a, he's a, he's a few years older than Han.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, that kind of seems to be the implication, like at least in solo, like Lando seems more experienced and like he's been so Han, around a while and has Han's built up ten around.
1: right now, right? Or or thereabouts. So let's say if um, Lando's like five years yeah. older. I'm sure we could look this up on Wikipedia or one of you guys can look it up while I'm talking. But like let's say Lando is five years older, so he'd be like fifteen right now. Let's say the series goes on for five seasons, he'd be twenty by if if a season is a year, let's pretend. Uh it's Star Wars. It's all made up in his space you guys. I don't know if you know that. Um but I, uh, I, I could see that being a thing where, like, we see a very like the youngest we've seen Lando, uh, as a as a tie into Solo and into the Lando series uh, that they're working on. That could be cool. Donald Glover voicing
0: young Lando. Lando's middle so, name is Balthazar. Yeah, Lando Giannis
1: <laughs> yep. Balthazar Calrissian. Right? Is what there that? another word? Is that is it, it's the three names or is it is, does he have four?
0: Yeah, uh, Lando, Balthazar, Balthazar
2: Calrissian. Yeah. So according um, to Wikipedia he was born 43 BBY which is and we're in what about 19 right now so he'd yeah. be like 14 or 24. No, 24. Oh, yeah, so like
1: Lando can show up this week. <laughs> like Lando can show up whenever. I I He's
0: 11 years older than Han.
1: Let's I uh, Man, guys, throw it on the table. Lando can show up at any point in time on the Bad Batch, <laughs> yeah, let's put that out there into the universe. Uh, Donald Glover could just do the voice, just pop in, do a voice. Uh, although I don't know if you've seen The Lion King, his his voice performance, man, <laughs> not so uh, not so great. They really, they quite literally phoned it in uh with a lot of the lion king i remember seeing an interview this is a total tangent but i remember seeing an interview where somebody asked him what it was like to work with beyonce and he was like i don't know (laughs) because he didn't (laughs) like they recorded completely separately and they never they never met until i think the premiere or something like that um even though they sing a duet in the movie, and it's like, yeah, uh, you can tell. Uh, <laughs> it's such a bummer because like uh, Jungle Book was so good, and then Lion King was such a disappointment. Uh, yeah. Shall I continue? Are, are we ready Please? to keep going? Please? Yeah. Let's go. uh, the Bad Batch scout the ships and see crosshair. They jam his signal, but. <laughs> L- Lone Star, only one man would give me the raspberry. <laughs> uh, anytime somebody talks about jamming a signal, every single time, uh, Mel Brooks, you are raspberry. At- <laughs> only one man. <laughs> as a kid, I never got that joke. Like it, I was. I am so ashamed of how old I was before I got that joke. Oh, because <laughs> it's such a, it's such an innocent joke of like only one man would dare give me the raspberry, as in sticking out your tongue. Uh, at at somebody right? I I it's yeah. It's, it's, Spaceballs is so great. I the team regroups as the Empire. Did, did I finish that sentence? No, I didn't. They jam a signal, but Hunter knows it won't be enough to stop him. The team regroups as the Empire has already secured the Marauder. They'll need a covert way out. While stormtroopers, ooh, it says stormtroopers in this. Oh boy, mm-hmm. we're there, guys. I because this is the official StarWars.com recap right uh while stormtroopers yeah. copy the as uh, while stormtroopers search the jedi cruiser the bad batch sneak in the shadows tech patches into the empire's comm channel upon hearing where the troopers are headed hunter leads the bad batch in the opposite direction to the artillery deck only to find crosshair and his squad waiting it was a trap if only uh we had akbar around to warn us um, hey, he's
2: out there somewhere too. He's so in space they,
0: somewhere uh, yeah. <laughs> after uh, the last Jedi, floating now, around somewhere.
1: I'm gonna open up StarWars.com and and take a look at these pictures because they call them they're calling them stormtroopers, but they were definitely oh they were definitely still in clone armor. They were yeah. definitely in clone armor, yeah. right? But I guess yeah. we're ju- I guess we've just updated our terminology because yeah, like there are yeah. there are elite troopers with yes. crosshair. Yes. But mm-hmm. but there are also regs, right? They're just yeah. shiny regs. Yeah,
2: them. no, and all the regs were still just in the regular phase two clone armor. Yeah. Um But um oh, this was interesting though, because I, I don't know if you guys thought of this, but I almost thought we might get a uh like a Mandalorian type situation where the Empire, you know, destroys the razor crest. Um and yeah. when crosser show up and they, they tell them to go secure the ship, and I was like you know not that i want bad stuff to happen to the bad batch but i was like wouldn't it make more tactical sense to just blow their ship up so they can't get yeah. away i was like why why do you have guys just camping out at the ship and then of course it's like oh cuz you got to have the reveal later when they're all dead but yeah. um yeah for for a while here i was afraid they were maybe going to lose their ship and have to find another way off Baraka.
0: no that other thing from mandalorian season 2 happened at the end of this episode <laughs> <laughs>
1: well yeah uh... Awesome. I I you guys want to keep going?
0: So, actually, same episode, I think, right? Wasn't it the same episode of Mandalorian? It was the same, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, it was the, the it was the tragedy, tragedy.
2: And there were two tragedies in the yeah. episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, I'm up, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: Uh well, I will uh, very quickly I will say to the the uh the part that you read, Mike, I'm really happy that this kind of played out the way we were kind of speculating early on, maybe around season, uh, season uh, episode one or two, where we were thinking, yeah. oh, who better to go up against the Bad Batch than one of them who's going to know their tricks, who's going to be three steps ahead of them. And here we go. Crosshair. You're so predictable. Yeah. Like he he knows them inside out. That makes him such a huge threat. I mean, obviously, this episode went the way that it went, but I, j- I don't know what it is. It's something about that I like. That now they have to think outside the yeah. box for themselves because that's normally what they do, right? Like they're the they're the guys that think outside the box and they get the job done in the in the crazy, you know, unique way. Now they have to do it even more to fool someone who knows them than their way of thinking. Yeah, knows all their tricks. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I loved it. But okay, um, Echo suggests that Tech scomp in and reroute the reserve power to the cannons. If they fire, it should collapse the deck. Meanwhile, Crosshair and Hunter trade barbs. The Bad Batch leader tells his former friend that he's being controlled by an inhibitor chip, and Omega concurs. This seems to only upset the sharpshooter, who orders they target the kid. Suddenly, the cannons fire. As the ground begins to shake, the Bad Batch make their move and break through the trooper's perimeter.
1: I got We gotta give a shout-out to David Collins on this episode, the sound design. I uh, just nailing that episode three uh, uh sound design like like uh, there are people who've done like comparisons online um like on Twitter and stuff where you can see like the scene in um in Revenge of the Sith where we're inside the cruisers and and the the cannons are firing and mm-hmm. this like o- obviously he has access to everything so it's just like using the same stuff but just like I th- I think the biggest thing here is that, is that like he cares enough? Uh, being being one of us I, I, in the truest sense, um, like he knows, like oh, I gotta go. I got I gotta find the I gotta find the files. This can't just be any cannon going off, right? We've got yeah. this has to match the sound. Like we gotta we gotta use that same source. But then like sort of it's sort of like tinier and a little bit more echoey because because it's like the derelict ship, but. Um, but just like, like that sound design just matching so perfectly. And then when we get towards the end of the episode, there's another moment that, that I'll shout out. That's, uh, people who know that if people know that he worked on Republic Commando, they'll, they'll know. What I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. About. Uh, uh, wait, is, is David Collins the lead sound guy on this show? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if he's the lead, but I, he is, he is working on the team. Like, I, I don't know because I think that, I think he might be because I think Matthew Wood is, is busy on the live action Mandalorian
2: stuff, and all that stuff. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I think that's why, I think that's why he's
2: in uh,
1: on, on, on this. Let me, let me look it up. I'll look yeah, it up. That makes sense.
2: I, I knew he was working on this. Cause I saw somebody on Twitter, give him a shout out for the uh, Republic commando stuff, but I didn't know if he was like, yeah. Head of the and, and, and,
1: and honestly. he worked on, he worked on Mando. So like, just, just, just so we're clear, like he, he works on that as well um and uh i uh, i mean like he he's worked on basically everything in the last yeah uh, man i don't know maybe they might not uh oh this is all actor let's let's uh keep moving on down hey, why don't uh, who, who's next it's it's you oh pal. well i'm
2: next i just wanted to real quick talk about like yeah, this, this shootout though um Obviously, you know, tent standoff, you know, and you see uh, Omega trying to reason with crosshair and he's like, yeah, shoot the kid first. So clearly he's off the deep end. Um, but then you see them, you know, spring into action and they're, they're taking the guys out, including Omega, who takes out a couple of these troopers. And I'm still wondering if they're going to address at some point the fact that, like, even though these guys are all brainwashed by the Empire and their enemies and the Bad badge are doing what they have to do to survive, like, just sort of address the fact that they're, you know, killing their brothers, um, or these other clone troopers and especially for Omega, like, you know, it's, um, I don't know, just something that I wonder if they're going to get into sort of the psychology of and see if they, they feel a certain type of way about that. Um, but then just the rest is, you know, it was a really cool, fun shootout. And I love as they're trying to escape, um, and the, that one trooper with the flamethrower comes up to try to stop them. And you're like, Oh, how are they going to get out of this? And record just geets the proton torpedo <laughs> at them and <laughs> they get out get right out. So
1: uh so just to answer the question, uh Matthew Wood is still the supervising sound editor on uh I mean this says 14 episodes of The Bad Batch. But uh but I imagine I imagine that 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 he'll be supervising sound editor sound director on on all of it. But uh David W Collins, re-recording mixer, sound editor, sound designer, and then he's got some uh, uh supervising sound editor as well. Oh okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think I I think that it's a situation of like Matthew Wood is probably like like checking in <laughs> mm-hmm. and and being like like what what's up how's it going <laughs> like like uh, in the same way that like like supervising director does uh, of like oh is are we are we there for you know the majority of it are we are we solid but then um, but then David Acorn uh, uh, David Acord, David W Collins is doing the majority of. Of the the actual like (laughs) the actual like legwork, I think, on it and re-recording is like I think that's all of the stuff that we're talking about where it's like like grabbing all of the existing stuff and and bringing it back in and 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 tuning it specifically for that, along with sound editing and sound design. So so he's pretty responsible. He's pretty responsible for it. Uh, Yeah, for
2: sure.
0: How do you guys feel, um, at least right now, about. The fact that it's clones versus clones in terms of I mean, think about where we were emotionally at the end of season seven of Clone Wars. Right. Where Ahsoka and Rex are now against the entire Star Destroyer full of, full of clones. And it was just like, no, 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 no. This, oh, this sucks. I hate this. Clones versus clones. Ahsoka versus clones. This is horrible. We knew it was going to happen. But like, I don't know what it was like this episode. I just kind of found myself. I mean, not with crosshair. But with all the regs, especially, it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, these are the faceless clones that got to go. Um, I feel like I kind of lost that. Oh, this situation really sucks for for think, myself at least.
1: Yeah, I think I think that they've done a really good job of transitioning us. Mm. I I I think the visual language of it. I think um, I think the way that they've positioned Crosshair and the things that they've had him do. I. Uh, I think put us into, uh, a I see the fact that the, that the regs have never taken their helmets <laughs> off since the beginning of the yeah. season. I, uh, they are faceless. They are just the empire's army now. Right. Um, they're no longer the grand army of the Republic. It's, it's not, I think, I think with clone wars with season seven, and with the Rex and Ahsoka thing, I think, I think a, we're always going to feel the way that the lead character in a story feels right. That's if, if, if the story is being told effectively, that's what's going to happen. And we are in Ahsoka's shoes in that episode. Uh, In, in the order 66 stuff. And, and Ahsoka is very compassionate and, and thoughtful in that way. Rex we go through the sort of the ringer with him as, as he feels betrayed. And we talked about that last week with sort of the, the, the attitude that he's, that he's adopted now. Right. Um, with the bad batch. And I think that they did a really good job of establishing this in the first episode. We've, we've never really felt that connection um uh between the bad batch and the and and the regs right like there's a friction there so um yeah
0: they kind of had to have that split between them in order for yeah. the rest of this to work but we still feel it with crosshair
1: yeah yeah it, it, because he's part of the team right because but but I think I think by the end of this episode uh when we see him it's like I don't know the other thing that that I have predicted of like we're going to get to the point where they're going to get his inhibitor chip out or you know uh uh whatever deactivated or something like that and he's gonna be like no i'm i've chosen this Mm. (laughs) like like i i could never join you guys again like look at me look what you've done right like uh yeah so so i i yeah but that connection is there like that that one is heartbreaking but with the regs it's like whatever they're regs look at us now we call them regs right yeah. like like that's the thing <laughs> the is regs. that is that we've crossed over into this other world where it's Mm-mm. like they're not clone troopers right they're not you know I don't know let's anymore. just they're not kicks and yeah. and
2: and you know like 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 they don't they don't have names they're just the Whoa. regs See right? for me that's kind of the problem though is because like even though the show doesn't present them that way and you're right through like the visual language and even just you know their their body posture and the way they act and the fact that they never take their helmets off you know we're sort of conditioned to be like okay these are basically the stormtroopers of the empire now but also those of us who've watched clone wars and know everything that they went through we know like these yeah. are still those same guys that now just are being controlled by these inhibitor chips to serve the empire and they think they're doing the right thing by being loyal soldiers but it's like for me at least i still kind of feel bad for these guys but i'm like are we supposed to just get over it and accept that these are stormtroopers now or are Mm -hmm. we gonna address this at some point and you know
1: trust me have faith everything (laughs) is in there for a reason everything everything is in there for a reason like this that there aren't uh, i i a i've been talking about star wars animation for almost 13 years as we uh, have discussed in this episode i uh, already like like I, i've been talking about this stuff for a long time and i can tell when something is accidental and when something is is on purpose and this stuff is 100 intentional we are supposed to feel conflicted But, but the, but the focus is not supposed to be on the regs. The focus is supposed to be on Crosshair and Bad Batch. Like that's, and, and I guarantee you at some point in this series, we are going to address this. I guarantee you. And I, I, I also guarantee that it's going to make up for the dropped ball in the sequel trilogy. Uh, they're going to they're they're going to come back to this and they're going to address it in the way that we wish that Finn and and uh, Jenna and those characters were addressed in the rise of Skywalker I guarantee it
0: Uh Um, so what you're telling me is we're bringing back Cody
1: a hundred percent there's no way that we (laughs) there there is no way as we've talked about before unless they're saving that for Kenobi, for for the Obi Wan Kenobi series, I feel like they could set it up here. Come on, I, I, Come I, I think on. that I think that these things these things may be connected. Yes, these things may be connected. Uh, let's look at those those titles again. Maybe uh, oh yeah, Round Devil's Cody. deal, Rescue on Ryloth, Infested War Mantle. None of those necessarily hint at Cody, but um, yeah, I don't know. The thing with War Mantle is that I think that we could see a bad uh, uh, bad omens for the clone troopers sooner rather than later.
2: Mm. So
1: I don't even think that this is like a season three or four thing for Bad Batch. I think this is a season two storyline. I, I think where we end this season is the clones, like capital C clones are in peril um, because, because uh, uh, Admiral Rampart, is basically like gunning for them of like they need to be they need to be decommissioned and when they say decommissioned what they mean is killed right that that Mm -hmm. like all like like essentially they're going to like he's going to do to the clones what Palpatine did to the Jedi, and there will be like an order of like all clones return to Kamino, and and uh, I I think that we could be setting up the Battle of Kamino, which we talked about before, um from from Star Wars Battlefront 2 right?
2: Then uh, interesting uh, the
1: original Battlefront 2 the the PlayStation very right. interesting like, yeah.
2: yeah 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 I
1: I I think we could like yeah the 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 Kaminoan subplot going on along with uh, i i uh, i uh, like war mantle looming and all of that stuff it's like there's going to be a showdown between clone troopers and stormtroopers. I i i th- i think that that's in our future um and 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 i expect that it will be on camino uh
2: that's my guess that would be awesome i'd love to see that kyle
1: have you read this section yet
2: Uh, No, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Um, All right. They slink through the darkened cruiser, looking for a way out. Crosshair returns to his shuttle, plotting his next play. Tech leads the team through the engines of the ship, but Crosshair once again is waiting. The Bad Batch double back and soon realize that the engines have been activated. The work of Crosshair. They'll have roughly two minutes to escape. They decide to use their recovered explosives to blow an opening through which they can fall, hopefully, to safety. It's that or be incinerated, Echo says. They place the explosives just before the engines are engaged. Wrecker activates the detonator, destroying the ring and exploding the uh, exposing the thrusters. A torrent of energy rips through the cruiser's cylinder, blasting Crosshair and his soldier's back. Crosshair orders the engines turned off while the Bad Batch tumble downward. And this was a really cool... Um, you know just creative way of them getting out of a situation like this Ooh, um dude. awesome visuals with the engine starting up and everything and then crosshair you know basically gets his um i don't know his sort of uh rite of passage as a star wars villain by getting his face all scarred up um yeah. as this plan <laughs> you know literally, literally backfires on him and then uh, he gets uh, 100%. You know, <laughs> burned by, by his own uh his own plot to try to incinerate him with the engine so that was just a really cool sequence
1: a hundred percent they they've done the classic star wars move of making <clears throat> his exterior match his interior right yeah and this is one of the reasons why i i i am going to hold fast to this idea that crosshair was never a good guy and and that there's like a there's like a bait and switch here of 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 this inhibitor chip um of them being like, can we intensify the inhibitor chip? And they're doing that. Like they've done that, but that it probably wasn't necessary. Like he would have followed orders and betrayed his brothers regardless. um, Because Crosshair has always been a more, he's been every, the rest of the bad batch operates in the gray, right? That's their whole deal. That's why their armor is black and everybody else's is white, right? Like they, 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 they're the, the seal team six of, of the clones. And it's like that, what they do is wet work. Like they're, they're, they're the modern incarnation of X-Force in the X-Men comics, where it's like, when you need the X-Men to assassinate somebody, you can't send in the main guys in their blue and gold. You got to send in Wolverine and Psylocke in black and gray to, to, to do the dirty work. Right. And, and that's exactly what they've been. And, they've been happy to do that for the Republic, but I think that crosshair has just been happy to do that. Crosshair is just happy to kill. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like the others are soldiers. I legitimately think the thing that makes crosshair crosshair is not his sharpshooting skills, but the fact that he's a sociopath, like, like he is. And now he will be unhinged. Because he's going to look in the mirror and see what in his, in his mind, his brothers did to him. Right. And, and this is like the classic villain trope of like, like you did this to me. And it's like, you did that to yourself, dude. Like, like you you were trying to to kill us. (laughs) Yeah. Like it, it couldn't be more analogous to Vader like like the hunter crosshair relationship is so close to the Anakin Obi-Wan relationship like it's it, it I just we we know that it's going to build to to a moment where the two of them confront each other and and you know like I, I crosshair is going to take his helmet off and and hunter is going to see his face and and is there's going to be like a look what you did to me right and it's like you did that to yourself and then they're going to just like mm-hmm. it's going to be a battle and uh and i don't know like maybe maybe eventually uh, uh, crosshair will come back and if if they can do it if they can bring him back even after everything uh it'll be it'll be very satisfying but i think that they might be playing on our on our star wars expectation that that's what's going to happen because that's such a star wars thing to do is that like oh crosshair is going to redeem himself and he's going to die in the process and and because that's the star wars way to tell the story right and and i just think that they're going to i think they're going to bait and switch us of like Crosshair is going to get his moment where he could redeem himself and he's going to basically be like, I was bad the whole time and like blow up, <laughs> blow something up, right? Like hit a detonator. And you're going to be like, no, Crosshair is evil. Um, except I won't because I'll be like, yes, Crosshair is evil. I was right. <laughs> I um, knew it all along. Yeah. But also I just feel like that would be so satisfying because it would be, it would be something new of like, you know, just playing with our expectations in that way, so that's my hope that's my hope. i just I love what they did here i when this happened, and he got like cooked, and then we we see him later, and he's all like bandaged up, and it's and he's angry, and I'm just like, yes, yes <laughs> two face, like make him the bad yeah. guy. he is the bad oh, guy man. um yeah, and and I, like i I would love it if like after everything happens with the clones and war mantle and whatever. And it's like, and he's no longer of use to the empire that crosshair leaves. And he's like, I don't care. I'm still hunting them down. Right. Like he, hmm. so they're still dealing with like, he's, he's on their heels and, and they just can't get rid of him. I, uh, uh, yeah,
2: that's, that's what well... I want to see. I think if we ever do see a redemption for Crosshair, I think you're right. We could maybe get that moment where like maybe they take the chip out and then you think maybe he's going to turn back and help them. And then he's like, no, I choose this and, you know, blow something up or whatever. But, you know, obviously they're keeping him around because they want him to like, you know, their whole program is they want like the veteran clones training the new Stormtrooper recruits. And so maybe they're going to have Crosshair train some elite unit and then turn them against him and be like, Okay, we don't need you anymore. We've got these guys, you know, who don't need a chip in their head to be loyal or whatever. And so that could maybe either be his death when like the Empire decides that he's outlived his usefulness and maybe turns his own squad against him or something or that could be the moment where he's like, Oh, shoot, like I betrayed you guys and stuck with the Empire and now they've betrayed me and like I've got nowhere else to turn to. So um, I think that maybe could still be on the table.
1: Absolutely. and Like they, these things are not mutually or maybe they are mutually exclusive. I don't know. How does that work? That both can happen. Yeah. <laughs> we can both get what we want out of this. I think is, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going so that we can talk about the thing that we actually want to talk the, about. The good part. <laughs> uh, The good part of this phenomenal episode. All good parts. How dare you? I I yeah, no, that's like that's like when you bite into a a double bacon cheeseburger, it's like what part of a double bacon cheeseburger is the thing that makes it the double bacon cheeseburger? And it's like, well, look, the bacon is definitely the best part. And without it, it wouldn't be it would just be a cheeseburger. Right. And I can say that just a cheeseburger. And right now we're about to get to the bacon. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right we've had the we've had the two
1: patties we've had the cheese we've even had some of the you know like the I, i'm not i'm not a fan of ketchup mustard uh, mayonnaise all that other stuff but but we've had all that already now it's time for the bacon and yeah, but and this and, was like and and and, and a little like bit biting. of lettuce next to the bacon
2: but but that's fine uh, yeah. no, uh this this was like biting into a delicious looking cheeseburger and not realizing there was bacon. Yeah, the bacon was <laughs> in you get to, the this, you, get to the, you get to this point and go, "Oh yeah. shoot, there's bacon in here yeah. too?" Yeah, yeah.
1: I I ap- apologies to to all of our kosher and halal friends out there uh, <laughs> that uh, that 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 can't follow us on this analogy, but just just trust us. You guys are I, missing out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I hate to say that because it's like, you know, but uh but but it's true. It's true. I, here I go. Hunter and Omega reach the Marauder first and find the Imperial patrol already defeated. Wasn't much work, says a nearby voice. Omega Ooh. looks up to see a bounty hunter. Cad Bane standing Ooh. in the ship's doorway. Who hired you? Hunter asks. Bane won't answer and demands the girl. Bane and Hunter stand off, ready to draw their weapons in a scene that takes roughly 30 minutes to play out. <laughs> uh, in, not in real time, but certainly in my heart, uh, the gunslinger is too quick. I uh, Man. And like, this is it. Like they went there, right? Like they, they, they did it. And, uh, Cad Bane's not going to be outdrawn by a clone trooper. That's the thing is that, like, and I'm glad that they did this because, I uh, as, 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 much as the bad batch are enhanced clones and they're, you know, they're the best of the best. I still need to maintain the, the, the reality that like Cad Bane has never been slowed down by clone troopers. Mm-hmm. Right. The mm-hmm. Jedi have a hard time slowing this guy down. Right. Like we have, we have literally seen Obi-Wan Kenobi and Quinlan Voss Yeah. <laughs> go like tag team cad bane and cad bane still got away right like if i Mm -hmm. remember right like cad bane still managed to escape so as much as i love the bad batch and as much as hunter is like the like he like he's he is the cream at the at the at the top of the bad batch even i cad bane is cad bane guys cad bane's cad bane and that's like that's that's all i'm gonna say about it right now because that like that's all that needs to be said i uh, and having him show up here and toto 360 coming back was cool too but i uh, uh, that's the that's that's that other like you know like oh oh the, oh this is crisp lettuce cool um because like i do do i love lettuce no but but like as far as lettuce goes this is pretty crispy lettuce uh toto 360 he's pretty crispy lettuce um <laughs> I really sound like I'm from the '90s, right? Like that's like a it's a Toto 360 already sounds like a move in a Tony Tony Hawk game. <laughs> it's like <laughs> now I have a, an image in my head of Cad Bane on like a on like a hoverboard with like the rocket jets on the back of it, uh, like you, you know, like the bulldog, right? Or a pit bull? Sorry, not bulldog, the, the Pitbull. bull. Uh, to get my Back to the Future reference correct uh and and he's doing like a he, he does like a sick 360 move with like a weird kickflip thing and then under on the bottom it's like toto 360 that's the move that he did and then when you <laughs> land it it's like uh, a thing comes up on the screen that says crispy lettuce because uh, that's like a, that's something that a skateboarder would say when you do something good no, crispy uh, lettuce <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, dude that was totally crispy lettuce uh, i'm really like like for the for the gen z kids listening to this podcast where i've really dated us or they're like what what are you talking about (laughs) what is a tony hawk what is a pro skater what is this what's a
2: skateboard i hope i I remember that because i want to bring that back we'll be like on the next episode (laughs) oh it was it was so cool when this happened i'll be like oh yeah man that was crispy lettuce (laughs) that's the new yeah Uh, write it down somewhere. Put it on
1: a sticky note next to your computer so you remember.
2: Uh, the signature phrase of the sad. We
1: got, yeah, we gotta have, yeah, that is our signature. I'm gonna, I'm
0: batch. gonna have wreck it, wrecker, yelling it.
1: That's crispy right. lettuce. I, right. I right. right. no, from now on, you're right, Kyle. From now on, we got to have a crispy lettuce moment of the episode. Cool. Uh, I, right. uh, which a crispy lettuce moment. Let's be really clear. A crispy lettuce moment is not the coolest part of the episode. It's the part of the episode where you're like, all right cool yeah it's just like no cool is even too much you're just like neat yeah you're just like oh Oh, neat that's that was pleasantly surprising i i because that's what toto 360 is in this you're like it's like oh my god cad bane is back and then toto comes out and you're like oh toto 360 is there cool
2: (laughs) he could have just been
1: alone but he's not Toto, toto yeah. toto's there and because like because i we we don't see toto all that often even though we see cad bane frequently throughout clone wars i
2: i toto is not necessarily always with them uh, yeah and i mean he's one of those characters where like he's been to me anyways like you know he's obviously there to be kind of like the comic relief when things yeah. get really intense and serious with cad bane and like sometimes that can be kind of annoying sometimes he's kind of fun but like also for whatever reason a bunch of the cad bane episodes in those first few seasons of clone wars were like way out of order and so you see toto get blown up in one episode and then he's back in the next episode yeah. and you're like oh so this must take place before the last one and it's like no actually it takes place after but he just rebuilt him and so it's like what the heck is going on with this guy so like certainly was not my favorite character in clone wars but seeing him show up here with bane i was like Haha, it's you know crispy lettuce um <laughs> So it was it was fun seeing him too. he's, like, he's, he's a,
1: voiced by seth green so that yeah. will always like like Toto, will always get bonus points just by virtue we've talked about toto 360 about 300 percent more than we actually should have on this episode at this point <laughs> so i am we're gonna cut it off there and just say that seth green is is fantastic um i but uh but but yeah i uh toto not the most exciting part of this episode Uh, like i said we have talked about him far too much i i but
2: the actual bane standoff the bane reveal was was so real and everything the reveal was so cool i this is one of my favorite musical moments of like all of star wars animation like i just love the the morricone like western gunslinger vibe with this and they even used like kevin kind of used some of the same motifs that he used for cad bane in the clone wars yeah but again like it didn't have the the i don't know the the guitars and the harmonica or whatever it was that gives it gives you know that that rich western vibe like it's you know kind of some of the same melodies but in clone wars it was just kind of like intense bounty hunter music and here it's western gunslinger music and i'm like wait can we go back and like put this music with every cad bane yeah. scene we've had before because this just brought a whole new level to it it was so cool
1: yeah I, kevin kiner has been at the top of his game since uh clone wars season seven i think yeah um and like and and, and, and i mean like granted like like he's 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 done a lot of good stuff over the, the 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 career of, of Lucasfilm animation and, and all of his work with Lucasfilm animation. But the, certainly in early Clone Wars, there was some stuff that felt like really out of place. I think that was direction more than it was his his uh, composing because I think I, certainly with the first season, there was a lot more of the like, hey, each episode needs to have its own kind of flavor. So there was some yeah. weird stuff in the first season of Clone Wars and some weird stuff in the movie. Um, that doesn't quite fit, and and he's he's gotten a lot better. I think also Star Wars Rebels used a lot of classic motifs, um, and I, again, I think that that was direction more than anything. Like I think they probably temp tracked it a lot with a lot of a lot of original trilogy stuff, particularly a New Hope stuff. So there's a lot more of that flavor, and you don't really get, I don't find that you really get a lot of Kevin Kiner in star wars rebels um but but with bad batch i i feel like he's managed to i think because of rebels really find that star wars uh the spirit of it a little bit more than he did on on even like the clone war stuff up until season six and i think like he carried that through into clone war season seven even when you get into the the um the stuff uh, in in the ahsoka arc where it goes all like synth wave which like i love i in in fact that's my fa- those are my favorite music pieces from all of clone wars is like the burying the dead the the that final piece from from the, oh, the last yeah. episode of clone wars mm. is so good it's so good um it's got like that blade runner vibe but it still feels really star wars um, it just kind of, it it takes two things that I love and just like smushes them together into a beautiful, uh, beautiful love child of of Blade Runner and Star Wars, uh, and uh, uh, but like but with Bad Batch, I feel like Bad Batch has its own. I don't feel like we've gotten a lot of like star Wars callbacks, right? Like, like it doesn't, it's not like rebels where it's like every once in a while we got like, Oh, there's a little bit of like the, the tie fighter escape. There's a little bit of the Imperial March. There's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, which I think is what we're more used to with star Wars stuff. But bad mm-hmm. batch to me feels like wholly original, but at the same time, like he's cranked up the, the, the quality of, of his composition. Um, like in the originality of his composition to, to a whole new level, I think, because to be perfectly honest, I don't notice the music in this a lot other than the fact that like, I like you can feel it. Right. But it's not, it does clone war's, the music would sometimes take me out of it because it would be a little bit much. It would be a little bit over or it'd be a little bit too same with rebels. It'd be a little bit too much of a callback to something where you're like, Oh, it's the Leonardo DiCaprio gif. Right. The, the, the meme.
2: Yeah. I, and sometimes unintentionally too. Cause like yeah. in Clone Wars, he would sometimes like reuse music from a certain scene in a different scene. Exactly. And it wasn't supposed to be like a callback. It was like, wait, why are they using the same music here that they used in that one other scene? Like when this is, you know, I associated this music with this character who's not in this scene.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, but I think, I think because the bad batch is in such new territory with these characters um, and because they have their own theme and all of that stuff that like he's, he's been able to just kind of like keep it self-contained and into its own thing. And, and the thing about that that gets me really excited is moments like this, like all sort of bringing it all full circle is to bring back musical motifs from the Clone Wars and to bring back some of the Cad Bane stuff, but like you said, to like crank it up and to really like, like, like uh, 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 give it that Western vibe and give Cad Bane like uh, like a theme to to appear to, um, I like yeah, like when we get to see other characters down the road, like let's say if we get to see Ahsoka, which is likely at some point we'll get to see Ahsoka in this series. Um, I don't think we'll see Ahsoka this season. By the way, I I, I I actually doubt it. But but I I when she does eventually show up and she's got her theme written by Kevin Kiner, right? Uh, I think that I, I think it'll be even more impactful in that moment, right? When mm-hmm. when we do finally get to hear the Imperial March like cranked in this series, I think it'll be an important moment. Right, like there will be something, and and maybe it'll be in that War Mantle episode. Like maybe it'll be uh, the reveal of of the stormtrooper armor for the first time in this series, um, something like that. I uh, that, but it'll it'll be so much more effective because we've gone without it. Um, so yeah, I just you 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 so I went on a little bit of a a little bit of a rant there, but <laughs> um, but you kind of you just brought all of that to the surface of like. I have not been Kevin Kiner's biggest fan throughout Star Wars animation, throughout Lucasfilm animation, um, and not to say that like I don't like his stuff because there's actually a lot of it that I that I enjoy quite a bit. But like I think even like with Star Wars Rebels in particular, it always felt like it was trying a little bit too hard to be Star Wars, and I was like, kind of do your own thing, like just 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 you know, like you're a good composer, like do your own thing, stop trying to tweak john williams because it's not it feels weird it feels off a lot of the time um which isn't necessarily the case for everybody who's ever done it john powell did an amazing job in solo of of uh uh of 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 tweaking and melding and and like the medley of of star wars stuff that he brought in but uh uh john powell right that's right is that correct
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i believe so um
1: yeah, uh, but with Kevin Kiner, I feel like his he's so much stronger when he just does his thing. When it's Star Wars influenced, but not not directly lifting from John Williams. Like like Ahsoka's theme is is a beautiful theme that like belongs in the Star Wars uh, uh, soundscape, along with you know like like the binary sunset and ray's theme and the imperial march and all of that stuff right like it's it's such a beautiful piece of music every time we hear it it's always like it i for me at least i I, i'm i'm sure that you guys would agree but but for me it like always brings me back especially to the moment um when when she when she leaves the jedi order right yeah
0: the end credits right Yeah, like
1: like it just because I can remember watching that episode and getting to that that like that gut punch of that music over the credits was just like since that moment it's like like a like that to me is the moment that cemented Ahsoka as going from a good character in Clone Wars to one of the best Star Wars characters and then bringing her back in Rebels and everything it just like made that even more powerful. Um, but that music is a really big part of that it just it just absolutely nailed it so like i i felt since that moment like when he does his own thing when he plays to his own strength as opposed to trying to be john williams he he soars so much higher than when he's just doing a sound alike you know um rant over we can, we, can, we can wrap up this episode, or, or at least the, 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 the recap here
0: if you want, Joe. All right. Sounds good. Uh, after Bane's droid disarms Omega, a bounty, the bounty hunter hits her with a stun shot. Elsewhere, an injured crosshair is helped aboard his shuttle. Hunter awakens in the Marauder, his teammates fighting off the Empire. When they finally take off, uh, when the Bad Batch finally blasts off, I mean, uh, he tells them what happened. We have to find her, he says. Gentlemen, if I can very quickly continue the double bacon cheeseburger analogy.
2: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely.
0: The Republic Commando POV shot on the inside of Hunter's helmet when he wakes up is that little piece of bacon that falls out when you're about three quarters of the way through the burger and it falls onto your plate and you forget it's there and you finish your burger and you're almost just about full and then you see that little piece of bacon that's on the plate. That was that POV shot for me.
2: Yeah. And it's or just find, finding it's extra it, fries at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> yeah. It, there you go. It's
1: so crisp and it's got just a little bit of sauce on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like just a little bit, just a, just a, a of, of the sauce. And, uh, and it's just, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking of five guys when I'm talking about this. And now I really want five guys. <laughs> that's is. the burger that I'm imagining. Cause that's the, like, that is definitely the burger that like, when you're done, you look in your tin, in the tin foil and you're like, Oh, damn there's still some good stuff here I uh, because uh, uh, I don't know about you guys with but with five guys I uh, I the saddest moment of five guys is the last bite and you're like I really i can't i can't get another burger but I wish <laughs> I could I really wish I could uh I don't know if you guys feel about five guys the way that I do
0: okay do you even have five guys do you yeah we have five guys okay.
1: five, oh, yeah, we have it here five guys every yeah, year.
2: yeah
0: okay okay
1: um, Hello, I know, I'm on the always
2: ghost. Our 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 go to is in and out, so
1: yeah. So we don't I don't have in and out up here and I haven't managed to go to the, go to any of the ones in, in the States yet. So uh, I I ho- hopefully you the can't next
2: bacon right. you can't get you can't get bacon on an In N Out. So that doesn't apply for this that's not a
1: that's thing. not an option at In N Out. Nope. Uh okay. Matt Campbell, you're listening to this. I don't know if Obviously. you're listening right away, but at some point you're listening to this. You have been telling me all oh, in and out in and out in and out. We got to go in and out. You like five guys. We got to go in and out. They don't have bacon? Get out of here. It's not going to be five guys. It's not going to be five guys. Also the barbecue yeah. sauce at five guys is just like wow, oh, so good. So good. All right. I'm super hungry now. I ate dinner, yeah. but I'm super Yeah, dude,
0: hungry now. It's every time we record, it's the middle of the night for me. Like everything's closed right now. I can't I can't get anything. Maybe McDonald's is open, but what's the point? See, aren't see you, if you aren't, had
1: I in thought out, you're in the city that in. never sleeps, Joe. I am in yeah. the suburbs that do sleep an hour
0: away from the city that never <laughs> sleeps. The suburbs, you you yeah, guys no need to get late.
2: yourself some In-N-Out out there because they're open till like two in the morning. Uh, there's one in, I think, Long
0: Island, which is about an hour and a half away from me. And yeah, I, but who uh, wants I'm to go to Long Island? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> <I'm just laughs> Long gonna, Island burn. I'm just going to go to the to the kitchen and make myself bacon and eggs instead. I just, I, uh, I. Well, you get your bacon fix regardless. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I,
1: I, assu- I'm assuming based on everything that I know from sitcoms that Long Island being brought up means that we have to make fun of people from Long Island, right? I'm into it. I never, never have Jersey, a problem with it. right? If New Jersey gets brought oh, up, it's like, oh, you get more New so Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, yeah Long obviously more so, but righty. I, uh, yeah, the Republic Commando moment. I think I, I, oh, so good. So
0: good. The, the so hazy, good, yeah. like, oh, kind of there, kind of not. They have to revise, revive them, get them up. It oh. even had
2: the little like spinning loading I symbol. Love it.
0: Yeah. I love it. I know we already kind of got one in in Gregor's episode of Clone Wars, but
2: still, it was just like, yeah. Ooh. But I feel like this this felt like even more so, especially because yeah. it was in the middle of an action scene. Gregor's yeah. was just kind of like scouting the the destroyer, and I don't remember if Gregor's had the targeting reticle right in the middle. It, it did. It did, yeah. Oh, okay. And I think actually what was
0: really cool is when it was hovering over battle droids, it was glowing red as if it were, like, in the game. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure yeah, I remember yeah. that detail and and loving that.
1: Hmm. Uh, a fantastic
2: episode. Phenomenal episode. Yeah, this was it's awesome. Definitely, definitely my favorite one so far. This show just gets better. Wow, better, better favorite episode. Me. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. no, I mean, for me, there you know, there have been... For I feel like most episodes, I'm like, man, that was really cool. I enjoyed it. Can't wait till next week. This one, as soon as it was over, I was like, shoot, I gotta back it up and watch that Cad Bane scene again, like right away. And then I watched the whole episode again the next day. So, so yeah. yeah la- I really la-
1: so it. last week uh, on on Thursday night, my intent was to go to sleep early and wake up early to watch it. And then Cassie decided that she wasn't going to sleep, <laughs> and so I was up until two thirty in the morning on last <laughs> Thursday but I did not get to watch the episode. So you guys messaging about it was just like <laughs> gut punches because I was stuck like dealing mm-hmm. with a kid. I, I mean like, Hey, you guys didn't do anything wrong nothing to apologize for, but it was just the circumstance was just like, mm. this sucks. This I, I, <laughs> I said, I remember cause, cause crystal was up at one point to like trying to deal with her as well. Like she just would not sleep. And I, uh, and there was a point around one thirty where I was like, I could have watched Bad Batch three times by now, <laughs> but I. But we have been dealing with this, and she was like, "I'm sorry." And I was like, "It's not, yeah, it's not you. It's the kid. <laughs> the only person who has to apologize to me is Cassie, and she will not. <laughs> uh, uh, she is, she is not yet two years old. She hasn't apologized for a thing in her life. Um, <laughs> she can't even form the word sorry yet." Uh, it just kind of comes out. I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. And you have to force her to do it when she hits her sister. Uh, she, she is she is callous and uncaring as most toddlers are. They, uh, they don't they don't quite have the understanding of other human beings with feelings.
0: She's the crosshair of your household right now. She is
1: definitely <laughs> the crosshair at the moment. Uh, awesome. Uh, let's uh, let, let's find out what everybody else thought about it. We'll jump into the mailbag real quick. <laughs> This is Fulcrum. Come in. Sir,
2: we've received a transmission from someone using our subspace frequency, Fulcrum. Incoming transmission from the Rebel Cells, Fulcrum Mailbag.
1: Here we go. Uh, Over on social media, I said uh, that episode, that ending, that redacted, which I can now say that bounty hunter. Uh, What was your favorite moment from Star Wars The Bad Batch Reunion? And uh, on Facebook, uh, Rene Garcia hit, hit, hit us with the, the absolute perfect response to this question. Uh, you already know with three exclamation points. And then, uh, and then he's got the Dennis Nedry uh, gif from Jurassic Park uh, saying, nice hat, uh, <laughs> which is just perfect. Um, obviously referring to Cad Bane. And that wonderful hat. Uh, uh, Ariel Philip P. Flores also said on Facebook, Long time since I've commented, great episode. Best moment for me is the growing dynamic between Wrecker and Omega, especially with him teaching how to disarm a bomb. Their friendship is the heart of the show. Looking back at the moment they met Sid, where she commented that Omega is the brains and how Wrecker gave Omega a high five, to how Omega stayed behind to ensure Wrecker woke up from the rem- removal of the inhibitor chip. Love their friendship. I mean, I, I think that, that, that uh, uh, this, this comment nails it like, like they are absolutely right now, the heart of the show. Um The, the, they're the, they're the gooey center. Um, yeah. Uh, their relationship is, is, is really great. And I think something, something pretty special in, in star Wars. Cause I think that there have been a lot of attempts at this, dynamic at the at at the the lovable kid dynamic and i don't think that anybody has quite nailed it as much as they've nailed it with omega and i mm-hmm. think that wrecker is a really big part of that i think the, ne- the next closest is is grogu but grogu is on his own right like they there have been a few moments like like on sorgan and stuff with the other kids but for the most part he's by himself um and, and the the playful stuff it usually ends up with us in peril uh, by the end of the story, but but with these two, it's like they've they've just had some really like genuinely sweet moments, like like getting the mantel mix and stuff. So it's yeah, uh, it, this is a very good point. Uh, and then over on Instagram, of course, uh, Alexandrina ATK commented, obviously when we hear Cad Bane's voice. I have literally been thinking this whole season, man, I wish they'd bring Cad Bane back. That'd be so cool, but they're never going to do that. And then, bam, there was that draw. Drawl. Uh, let's just say that there was some very respectable and adult squealing. Uh, hey, I think for all of us, I think I think we are all in the same boat. Like If, if you did not react to this moment in that way, then, uh, clearly you never watched the clone wars. That's, that's, Mm -hmm. that's just, uh, and, and you missed out. If you are one of the people that is listening to this podcast, I don't know how you've managed to do it this long. Unless you, (laughs) unless, unless you're new to the show, you've only watched bad batch. You got to do yourself a favor and go back and watch the clone wars. Look, listen, it's a roller coaster ride. There's going to be ups and downs. Okay. There's highs and lows, peaks and valleys, but, (laughs) but, if you really want to appreciate The Bad Batch, you need to watch every episode of The Clone Wars. You should also watch Star Wars Rebels. And if you really, really, really want to appreciate The Bad Batch, I suggest watching Star Wars Resistance as well. Because I every episode of this show convinces me more and more that resistance is a tragic story in, in its production not so much <laughs> the the actual story but that that show because it, uh, my point is that like Jennifer Corbett and Brad Rauch worked on that show right mm. like they were responsible for quite a bit of that show actually uh and the the quality of bad batch and how good it's been on in every way on every level tells me that the the problems that I had with Star Wars Resistance had nothing to do with the creative team and probably everything to do with Disney and Lucasfilm mucking it up. Right? They decided that this story. I, here, I, this is a real quick rant. I think. I don't think that resistance was initially supposed to take place in that time period. I think resistance was supposed to take place a lot closer to return of the Jedi. I think that, uh, uh, I think the show was supposed to be about starfighter racing and it was supposed to tie in to the, uh, the, um, what were those, what was that trilogy? The aftermath trilogy, because there's the whole storyline in the aftermath trilogy with Han Solo and racing. And, and I think that eventually we were supposed to work our way towards something like that, like a, like a Han Solo cameo. Um, And, and, and the, and I think that they were forced to, to make it tie into the sequel trilogy. I think that they were forced to bring Poe Dameron into the story somehow Uh, and BB-8 so that there was a recognizable character, so that it wasn't just a bunch of original characters like Star Wars Rebels was, because because that quote-unquote didn't work because Rebels didn't have as big of an audience as Clone Wars, which had nothing to do with Rebels and everything to do with the fact that you went from Cartoon Network airing it on Friday nights and Saturday mornings to airing your show on Sunday nights at 10 p.m.? Like, because that's when a lot of Star Wars Rebels aired uh, uh, and it was on Disney XD, uh, uh, which like no one had Disney XD. And then Resistance, they moved to the Disney Channel, which like it did not belong on the Disney Channel. So they then they did that. And because it was on the Disney Channel and not Disney XD, Kaz was not allowed to carry a blaster and sh- or shoot anyone. Uh, he was only allowed to shoot at people occasionally and never hit them. It, th- that all says to me that it was producers and and uh, uh, like executives at Disney and stuff that were like, oh, you can't do this, you got to do this, you can't do this, you got to do this, and they managed to sneak stuff in to resistance like Flicks and Orca, uh, and and uh, and and that's why the only reason we know that those two are in a, uh, I mean, like it's it's an interspecies same same sex same gender relationship I God knows how that works but uh, it works to quote L three I I <laughs> but but the only reason that we know that is because the the executive for, like the writers on that show told us because because they probably were not allowed to include it. I and mean, like, not to go off on a way tangent tangent, but the whole Batman thing, we don't, we're not going to get into that because we tend to stay family friendly on this show. But it, if, Oh, I, I was like, wait, what, if Batman? you know, you where know, where is this going, if you know, you know, I, <laughs>
0: We're we're gonna talk after we're done recording because I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, about,
1: I'll, t- I'll I'll I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, you I know you're time on I'll I'll key you. I, in I right. don't
2: know I don't know why we're going there, but I know where you're going.
1: Well, well, just because like that's like if you if you know what I'm talking about, you know the way that DC refers to uh, the actions of their characters. Just think about how Disney thinks about stuff that's on the Disney <laughs> Channel. Gotcha. I, okay. Are they gonna follow? Um. So, anyways, I like. I think I think that I am going to at some point with 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 my girls revisit Star Wars resistance. I mean, I know that at some point I will, but but I think sooner rather than later, I'm going to revisit Star Wars resistance with them. Uh, Because I want to go back through that show with with fresh eyes, knowing what I know about the Bad Batch and about the creatives that that are working on this, that have worked on that and like. you know just to shore up my own personal theories of 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 what happened with that show because i like they pitched us a a show about starfighter racing and it was not it was a show about how the first order was building star killer base and then uh yeah uh, it was meant to tie into the last jedi and then they got gun shy about that because of what happened with the last jedi and they canceled the show early and we know that for a fact now because recently the uh the in an interview i can't remember what the outlet was but but recently in an interview it was like a somebody did an interview with a bunch of the cast of star wars resistance as like a looking back on resistance sort of thing and there was a comment made in that interview about like the show was canceled it was not it did not end Right? Like, like, which which Disney and Lucasfilm have never said that. But it was very clear to those of us who watched resistance from start to finish that like that last episode wrapped everything up real quick, real quick. And then yeah, like it was just like, and everything is fine. And it's like every, everything is not fine in the at this point in the timeline. There's this there's this real big dangling thread of the resistance. On a on a salt covered planet uh, on their last legs, and you guys have a battle station uh, <laughs> that would have been really useful. <laughs> so where were you? Why not? And and you know like like what's the next part of the story? Um, yeah, the Colossus should have been a major plot point in Rise of Skywalker. That's all I'm saying. I it should have been where we saw the Resistance at the beginning of it. Uh anyways, hmm. I, I I'm sure that there are members of the story group that agree with me. Um, that's it. We did it. We did it. That's it for this episode. I, I, it was a good one.
2: We're coming in under, under two, we're under two hours, but I, uh, wow. but I could keep talking about Cad Bean if you want, uh, you know, <laughs> I, Ooh, we you, did, we didn't even touch on the fact that that sh- the, the shootout between him and Hunter was like shot for shot. Like, them basically reusing that unused animatic scene with him and Boba (laughs) Fett. Um, I saw, you know, somebody on Twitter posted a video with, like, a side-by-side of those two. And I'm sure they may have edited it to, like, speed up or or shorten some shots. But, like, it's all the same shots in that sequence.
0: Mm. Um, Also, did we even mention that Omega was kidnapped? And we're not going to, like... I mean, I guess we all kind of figured at some point this was going to happen. And we all knew we'd end up here that she'd be lost. They'd have to go find her. It would be that, yeah. that tense moment. It kind of like w- was obvious. The story kind of demands it, but did we even acknowledge it? I just remember seeing Not it. Not really. I everything. mean, it's, it's in the, the recap. Not really. Yeah. We didn't really talk about it. We were so busy talking <laughs> about Katniss. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A good point. A good point.
2: Uh and yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we got to this point because I, especially again with sort of the developments in this episode with the Kaminoans and sending the bounty hunters after her and stuff, I'm hoping that Bane will bring her back to Camino and we'll finally get some answers about like what the Kaminoans want for her, what their plans are. And they talk about their contingency plan for like their own new batch of clones or something like that. Um, and we still don't really know what makes Omega like an enhanced clone, like what her ability is or whatever. So um, hopefully we start getting some more of those answers as well. now that she's uh, been taken captive.
1: Yeah. I I, 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 I got it. We got to wrap it up. <laughs> we got to wrap it up. I, uh, that's it for this week. We have no description. We have no title. We have no hints at any of that stuff. I, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, That's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, uh, Joe and Kyle. uh, Always. always. Uh, Of course. And we will see you next week. Looks like Bad Batch is blasting off again! Follow Rebel Cells on Twitter and Instagram at Rebel Cells and on Facebook at Rebel Cells Podcast. You can support the podcast in three ways. First, by going to the podcast service of your choice, leaving a rating and review to help others find the show. Second, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support to get cool rewards like exclusive podcasts and more.